Fourth Not First is proudly brought to you by Oakford Thoroughbred Farm, your one-stop shop for all your thoroughbred needs. Hot seat driving at it, hot seat going home the best in the middle and grab the lead at one. Hot seat by a long head to either vintage quarter and Remus is coming back, coming back really well on the inside, they hit it a bobber. Welcome to Fourth Not First on this, which is a Wednesday night for us, our special lockdown COVID time slot that we're loving at this point in time. My name's Richo and with me tonight, as always, to talk a bit of punting and have a bit of banter, we have Ashley McKnight, who's just put his radio on and uh, listens to you. Uh, Sorry, boys. Obviously not interested in having a chat to us tonight. No, well, look, we're um, we're recording on Wednesday night, and uh, the Tigers are playing, so I will be distracted. Um, I'll give you live updates on the score, um, which you'll already know because it's come out tomorrow. So uh, that's fine. Tigers twenty-seven, Fremantle eight. I'm more than happy for you to be distracted, mate. But let's not listen to the other commentators while we're uh, on on the podcast. I think that's that's a little bit much. But uh, yeah. luckily, to you're just, you're just going to leave that on, are you, mate? Just... Oh, sorry, Ash. Hang on. <laughs> it's not on. What are you talking about? We can hear it. We can hear something. I don't know if it's, no, the, I... uh, if, if it's That's... the missus with her. <laughs> All right. Ash is just going to go and tell uh, his much better half to go and uh, turn the television down. While he does, Rusty, how are you, sir? Ah, oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I uh, don't want to talk footy, so Ash can keep his updates to himself. Not interested. Yeah, I think that's right. And I did notice that Ash, he's foregone the Tigers' Jimmy Jams tonight. He's got on what looks like a bathrobe, <laughs> uh, but I think it's a hoodie. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's not really sure what it is. It's his Tigers' formal wear. Tigers. <laughs> We've got Bachelor in Paradise turned down. Um so, no, we're right now. So, uh, Well, I'm glad yeah. we started there because uh, now the listeners have a little bit of an insight into what uh, Russell and I put up with pretty much every week. <laughs> we spend the first 15 minutes before we record the podcast sorting out Ash's technical and sound issues. So I'm glad that made it onto the podcast for the week so that <laughs> everyone can really just enjoy this experience. Let's straighten up a little bit. Uh, Oakford Thoroughbred Stable, what's happening down there? What's happened this week, Ash? Uh, more foals on the ground this week. So uh, we had uh, a little maiden mare have her first foal uh, the other night at a very respectable time of 8.30pm. Beautiful. Uh, all went well, so that was nice. <clears throat> we, um, oh, we've been getting to the track a little bit. The zip's been out for a gallop. Um, and she's been galloping, well, she galloped with, last Friday she galloped with Mandela Effect, uh, over from Tassie, um, they didn't do a huge amount of work, so I'm not about to say they had a, had a match race or anything, so, uh, but, um, Mandela Effect's run around in the, uh, listed 1200 at the Valley this weekend, for Scott Brunton, he's, uh, boarding with us. So um, we're hoping he goes well for their team. So that's uh, a win for them is as good as a win for us, I think. So we're in their corner. Um, just got 
tomorrow some yearling inspections start. So not so much for us, but for the sale company. Uh, so our yearlings that are in for sales early next year, uh, they have their first inspection tomorrow. Uh, and then we sort of sort them out from there, uh, what fits where and uh, and where they'll go and what will become a racehorse and what will, you know, end up a, uh, hopefully a premier yearling or something like that. So, uh, so that's going on. Um, just the usual, uh, we're into spring, so uh, there's uh, plenty of coats moving and, uh, you know, all the signs of spring, so... We're looking at some good racing coming up and, uh, yeah, exciting times. Great to hear, mate. Always good to hear. There's a few more foals on the ground. So what does that make it for the year so far? Was that just the one uh, during the week? One just during the week. Uh, i got one imminent. Sheba's imminent. Um, you know, she's uh, a horse that we trained. Sheba only won the one race. Showed a heap of ability, but... Uh, had her own set of issues, and uh, we spoke about this in the podcast about uh, horses that bleed. Uh, and she was retired uh, on the back of a gallop where she bled after a gallop, and we uh, we retired her straight away and sent her to stud last year. So um, yeah, so she's awaiting her first foal, which um, which will be exciting for for my brother and his wife. They're uh, they own her, so. Um, as much as he pretends to uh, not like the horses, he still puts a bit into the breeding and, and breeds a few and races a few. And, you know, the fragile elongated, uh, that's a, a half-brother to uh, to Sheba. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, oh, you know, it's a family affair. So it, uh, it keeps ticking on. Yeah, exciting times ahead. Over to the Healy Bloodstock Weekend Racing Review where procrastination becomes a realisation. Russell... Lots of racing on on the weekends. What took your eye? Uh, yeah, thanks, Richard. Um, well, couldn't go past Behemoth winning the Memsey, um, which is a great story we've mentioned before, so I won't go into too much detail. Um, from Caulfield on the weekend, I really like the runner Persan. He just keeps progressing. He, um, yeah, I didn't think that was a bad field, and he, um, he seemed pretty comfortable winning that. Um, Immortal Love won the Group 3 McNeil stakes for three-year-olds, which, yeah, I was pretty impressed with that field, and she surprised me given the level, the jump that she took from uh, from her. She's, she's unbeaten after, over th- after three starts, but I wasn't sure she was up to that st- that grade, so she was good. Tagaloa was a big run in that race, and uh, he'll get better over further. Um, and Rubasaki was very disappointing in the last, um, but we won't write her off just like yet. Uh, New South Wales, Anders was wow in the Sam Domenico. He, uh, he just hit the front and just rolled on and stretched him out and they couldn't get anywhere near him. He was just 1.16 seconds outside the track record there at Rose Hill on a good four. Yeah, I thought it was... He's got... Uh, I think he's headed towards the Moya now. Um, unless maybe someone offers him a... Or Aquas decide to use their Everest slot with him. Be interesting decision. And 
over the short course races there at Rose Hill, there was a lot of quick times. Now I'm going to say, I've said Rose Hill, I bet you it was Randwick. No, just Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, wherever it was in Sydney. Uh, up in Queensland, Kisikano broke the Eagle Farm track record over 1,200 um, and won as she should have because she was the best placed horse in the country. She was a bit... It wasn't It wasn't a gap job like I probably expected. Um, and, she, yeah, she might be showing a bit of fatigue and she might come to the end of her prep. She's had four runs but a number of jump outs as well because of her stable, uh, her barrier manners. So, yeah, I'm not sure where she'll go. There's a plan. They want to take her to Sydney, but they'll have to see how she pulls up, I think. Um, and the Candyman, he returned with a win um, and took his earnings over 500000 It's um, a really cool story. He's a horse that, after a stable accident, he ended up, spending nine hours on the surgeon's table um, and shows why, you know, some people, you know, and most people in the racing industry don't give up on the horses because they can, they mean a lot and you just never know what you've got. Uh, unfortunately, he's been transferred from Barry Baldwin's stable to Chris Lee's in Sydney. Um, Barry's had him for a long time. Um, Barry's not getting any younger, but uh, yeah, would have liked to have seen him campaign him till he retired, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And in... Is that probably a case, Rusty, though, of the COVID regulations and sending him down to uh, Sydney? Probably, or... yeah. He probably deserves his chance, because um, it was a pretty quality race that he won up there. He deserves his chance to go to Sydney and... Uh, have a crack at some better races, and I'm not sure Barry would be up to even with co like even without COVID. I'm not sure that Barry would have been up to campaigning him in Sydney. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> South Australia, uh, Della Sam went under, and at a very short quote, and that is why we race. Even at $1.50, he, uh, he missed the kick, and off the slow tempo, he couldn't make up the ground. Um, but he's another that I wouldn't ride off. He's just just probably not as good as they thought, and uh, he just he, he'll win more races, but not at $1.50, I wouldn't have thought, going forward. And that's it. Very nicely done there, Rusty. Very nicely done. That brings us to our punting segment. Thanks to Urban Dust Accessories, the accessories that are worth your crust. Now, I'm glad we got here because ooh, this is going to be big. We've got to dive into this. Firstly, we're going to go with the multi. As listeners would know, the three of us, plus a couple of other blokes, Forty and Dolphin, do go with a cheeky multi on a Saturday. We've been doing it since COVID started. And um, basically that means each of us get to pick one horse each. They can't compete with each other. And they've all got to run on a Saturday and we're looking to get the multi. We get five horses, we put on a win multi and we put on a place multi and we're hoping to hit one of those. Thus far, up until this weekend, we had not hit one. And let's find out what happened. So, 40 kicked us off in the multi, and we're all very happy about that because he's got a pretty good strike rate kicking us off with Barashiel, Barashiel, that'll do, Eagle Farm, 12-13, nice and early. 
and uh, listeners will know that uh, we've been out nice and early uh, quite often in recent weeks but uh, he got us a hit with a place on that one and then uh, a couple of hours later up came Ashford with Liar at the Caulfield in race six and that also placed so we were two down with two places the win multi was out the window but the place multi was alive and that's what we like and then uh, I stepped up to the plate in Morfittville just 11 minutes after Ash and unfortunately in race five there Calamon couldn't get it done looked all right but uh, a bit of a hashtag there which is a fourth a bit of a shout out to the podcast but uh, I killed our multi and I wasn't feeling great about that um, because the other two horses that we had in there I mean let, let's face it that Rusty had had a, a bit of a a couple of weeks to forget but he he had something that was never going to lose so he was fine and uh, the dolphin had Wanderbar so I was thinking oh no Richo's stuffed up the multi for the second time I even had a call from Trev who does follow our our tips and he gave me a bake before the other two horses had run because he was like well you've stuffed it up for me Richo I've put uh, half my pension on there again and then the dolphin at uh, 10 past five with Wonderbar in race nine at Rose Hill. Got the place and again, I wasn't feeling very good because 10 minutes later, we're at Caulfield in race 10 with Rubasaki. And well, you heard uh, Rusty's racing rap and Rubasaki didn't do anything near what it was, was it was meant to. I felt much better about myself because I wasn't the only one to stuff up the multi, but I'm sure Rusty, um, wasn't feeling great about going pretty short odds. 270, not not 250 like Ash might have mentioned. And uh, I tell you what, it was, uh, that was the third week in a row. That's his biggest uh, non-hit streak in the multi, equal biggest. What do we think, Ash? Oh, I'm lost for words, Richo. I've just, as all good coaches, sometimes you just got to put a bloke on the bench. Sometimes you do. No. Well, <clears throat> I don't know about putting a bloke on the bench. You know, it's it's interesting. We we gave Forty a bake a few a few weeks ago, um, and he responded, he and he, he's never looked back. We gave Dolphin a bake, uh, probably quite he undeserved. Responded. He re, he responded before he even heard it, and uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's gone and made you know spreadsheets and powerpoints and all these things in response to his bake. So. I wasn't sure whether the Ashford Avalanche, as the Dolphin calls it, was, you know, I don't know whether you've got it in you to uh, give Rusty a bit of an avalanche. I certainly don't because I know nothing about horses. But I had a really good idea and I spoke to Trev and uh, I've got him on the line and he wanted to have a chat to Rusty. So is that okay? I know we usually have him a bit later on in the segment, but he wanted to join us in the punting segment. We can have him twice, so get him on. We'll have him on. Absolutely. Hello. Hello, fellas. How are you? I'm good, Trev. I'm yep, good. Just awesome. Trev. Thank you for having me on. How are you, Russell? Yeah, just awesome, Trev. Yep, just fantastic. Now, Russell, 
I don't do bakes. I'm here. I, I'm in your corner. All right. Here's what I want to say to you. You're a good player down on your form. I know, I know that, you know, Ashford said it before while I was on hold. I know it's tempting to quit. And I know some of these uh, gambling campaigns talk about when it stops being fun, you've got to walk away. But I'm here to tell you that is utter nonsense. What you need to do, my friend, is put your hand down your pants, <laughs> adjust your lolly bag, put your best foot forward, and keep going. What if Michael Jordan had stayed retired, kept trying to play baseball? He would have denied us some of the greatest basketball in those preceding years. What if Tiger Woods had quit when he was, he's thought about quitting many times. We wouldn't have been treated to his victory in the 2019 Masters. When a horse bucks you off, you get back on, Rusty. So here, here's my little piece of advice to you. Choosing these short favourites and these $2 pops, it's been lucrative and successful for our friend Dolphin, but it's not your bag. Like a good batsman, you just need to go back to the basics. You need to find the value, you need to go wide, you need to look at those horses that have been underperforming, but they have what it takes to win, and I'm in your corner. I want you to get out of this slump. I want you to rise from the ashes. And I want you to go Mike Tyson on them. So what I want to know, before I double down on the place multi this weekend, the rusty place multi, I need to know, are you a fighter or are you a quitter? Well, that's some really sage advice there, Trev. Yeah, I, I am a fighter. I Yeah, I'll, I'll fight. Sorry, I can't hear you. Are you a fighter or are you a quitter? Uh, fighter. <laughs> All right, I need you to wade out of the ocean of self-pity that you've been wallowing in, <laughs> thinking, oh, woe is me, I haven't been tipping very well. And I need you to get out there. As I say, I'm in your corner. I'm going to back Rusty to the hilt. And I want you to go wide. I don't want you doing these $2 pops like Dolphin. It's not your bag. I want you doing it right, okay? All right, Trev. That's good advice. I'll be... I'll be I'll... All right, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Trev. You're coming back to give us a little something later on, and did you see that? Oh, I might have something on my sleeve. We'll see how we go. Oh, beautiful. Just go and uh, make a cup of tea for Mrs. Fairway Lover, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Thanks. There we go. How can you not perform after something like that? That's uh, how good's that advice? Inspiration. Who would have thought? I tell you, who would have thought you get that quality out from our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So we are still chasing the multi, um, and Trev's not happy about it. He's, uh, he's, he's but onto the bragging rights. So bragging rights is the same five blokes. We pick two more horses each, um, and rather than a team competition, this is against each other to see who can get the best collect. And the good thing is. I'm just looking here. Hang on. Did uh, did did you not have any hits on the weekend? Yes, duck eggs. Perfect. Big duck donuts. Eggs. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, wow. So that was okay. That was that was worse than I yeah, thought. Yeah, it was Jeez. shit. I okay. Know. So coming in uh, fifth and uh, not even fourth, not first was Rusty. Um, he uh, yeah went with uh, Chassis and Sangria, and uh, unfortunately none of them could salute or even get in the minor placings. Then we had Forty who uh, kicked herself in the multi um, splendidly. Uh, Forty came in fourth, not first. 
uh, on $8.35. Unfortunately, one of his horses was in a short field and uh, came third, but there was no third dividend. It uh, got a place on Acrobatic. Uh, I was about 15 cents ahead of him with uh, a lucky little place uh, on the gamekeeper uh, without troubling the scorers on Hummer Hummer. The Dolphin was about four bucks ahead of me with uh, a place on Snitch at Eagle Farm, but that leaves one person to be the bragging rights champion, the man who loves a uh, Richmond Football Club pyjama or bathrobe. And himself. That was Ash and himself. <laughs> Down at Waraknabeel, Arcadia King saluting with the win and giving him the bragging rights victory with $32.50. Pretty happy with yourself there, Ash. Back on top. Definitely was. And uh, I hope you boys followed it and read between the lines. If I'm tipping at Waraknabeel, there's a pretty good chance I know something. Well, well, I didn't read between the lines. Thank you, though. But thanks for telling me post the fact. Uh, <laughs> that's really helpful. Um, but no, that's uh, that's a nice little tidy collect there. Bragging rights again. If we look at the stats, I don't know if our stats man has updated these at this point in time. But uh, yes, he has. So um, Dolphin, after his bake, did put some stats together. And we did ask him last week if he could get some... Um, uh, stats together for us. So right now I can tell you that on the bragging rights side of things, Ash has won bragging rights six times. Uh, I am next best on four times. Rusty and Dolphin are on three and Forty's on two. So that win, a couple in front. I don't know where those stats come from because that's wrong. I have only won bragging rights once. Yeah, right. Okay, well, our stats man, he's uh, better on the punt than he is uh, on an Excel spreadsheet, obviously. But anyway, uh, that's that's all good. So, yeah, you're right. That does that adds up to 18. I don't think we've been doing this for 18 weeks on the spreadsheet anyway. So that is our punting segment. Um, any closing words from our bragging rights champion? Um, look. I, I say this most weeks, but I feel this week's our week. Ugh. I feel we're we're really we're building up on the multi. I really do feel that we can we can nail the multi. It's all about the team. Yeah, the multi. I mean, that's that's where I do look to go. There is a horse floating around, uh, and Russell, I'm sure you're all over this. He's actually called Think You Think We're Due or something like that. And I did try taking Think We're Due one week, and uh, didn't didn't work out for us. But uh, maybe that's the omen bit. If we can uh, find Think We're Due running around, don't say it too loud, or Dolphin will steal your tip. Uh, I'm sure Think We're Due won't be paying uh, two dollars. <laughs> There's no chance of him stealing that one. Oh. Dolphin. Dolphin on Wonderbar. Fordy's had Wonderbar about three times. And he just snuck on in there and, and slithered his way up and he just said, oh, I'll have that one. Oh, that's done all right for us in the past, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, no loyalty. So, But, yeah, it's all, it's all good. He did get a hit in the multi. Yeah, whatever. I think we're due some nom for the Caulfield Cup there, Richo. So might have to wait a little while, but... 
Maybe we get an early selection. For We've already got Richo's selection for the Caulfield Cup. No, we do. Two. We have two. Are we um? Are we launching that on the pod, or are we just going to keep that to ourselves? I would like to do oh, a segment one week where we we spend some time and we pick it. We do a futures. We'll do Melbourne Caulfield and Cups and Cox Plate. Well, next week. Next week. AFL okay. Final. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. That's easy. All right, that's easy. <laughs> oh, Watch. Definitely. Oh, we're watching it now. You reckon Fremantle's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time. Come on. Back to side. Fan stakes this weekend. So, um, you know, Melbourne Cup fancy surprise baby is, uh, is first up this weekend. So we're starting to build in the lead-up races. So I, I would say after this weekend, we'll, we'll start to get a little bit of a picture of of what's going on. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep touching base on it week to week. And I think, as Rusty said, next week, maybe we'll, maybe we could do a breakdown, like whichever is the first, the first one out of them, we do that next week, and then we roll yeah, on in over the next few weeks. Yep. Um, yeah, we can run with that. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So that is the punting segment for another week. Unfortunately, still chasing the multi, but you heard Ash. We're due. This week's our week, so make sure you uh, put your house on it because uh, I'm sure it's going to come in. Lines, <laughs> <laughs> punters. Read between and you'll be right. I tell you what, if, if you put your house on the multi and it came in with the W, <laughs> oh, oh, you'd have... Like eight thousand houses. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a suburb. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> on the flip side of that, we have been doing this for about eighteen weeks. So if we'd put a house on every week, yeah. we'd be in a lot of trouble. So I don't know. yeah. And Rusty doesn't even own a house. <laughs> put Nash's house on. The, 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 All righty, let's move on now to Did You See That? Thanks to when Freddie met Lily, designer gowns and suits for every occasion. Did anyone see anything? One-eyed jockey winning a race in England. See that? Is that anything like a one-eyed supporter? Sounds like a bad joke, but uh, let's go with it. Uh, (laughs) It's not actually... he was trying to get. He's been trying to get his license for three years or something. He's amateur jockey. He won a race. Really good. Uh, I, I don't know many details. It's the only thing I could. That sprung to mind. There was something else. But yeah, I, no. Uh, well, you guys were talking about careless riding. Wasn't there a dude who uh, got in trouble for his whip action a couple of days ago? Like he, because he, he did it. Like he what hit you were the talking horse. about. Yeah, where he hit the horse next <laughs> to him, and it was found to be a. Uh, he he pulled his. Hand back in a in a backhand motion that was uncharacteristic with the way he usually strikes a whip. Yeah, that was the. Uh... It was it, Ash. I heard he backed that. Run faster. <laughs> it was in Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, wasn't in Adelaide. I think it was in Adelaide. As Dan Andrews says, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> If that's all you need for, you know, to get a media story, like, 
It happens. It happens. We've spoken about it on the podcast. It happens. You know, now, who knows? Like, make it, make of it what you will. It was you know, Ryan Hurdle. Yeah. Um, That's right, it was too. Uh, the other, Michael Walker, Wayne in light. That was, that's the one for me. On a very well-tried horse in a 64, um, heavily supported. Um, interesting comment was made uh, on that that horse, Rusty. So if you have backed that horse and it gets scratched at the barrier, you get, well, not all your money back, but you get, you get most of it back. What? Yes. You get all of it back. What do you mean, most of it? No deductions? If it... Bet easy do lots of No, if stuff. your horse is scratched, you no, get your money scratched. back. So you get your money back, right? Yep. The horse has been denied any chance of winning by being light. No fault to the punter. Should you get your money back? Uh, it's a it's a weird it's a weird point uh, question because it's a little bit it's a little bit like should. a protest though if you if you go outside the rules to win a race jockey goes outside the rules to win a race and they get relegated you don't get your money back. My question is: Do they weigh every horse every every jockey at the end? Yep. Every jockey weighs out and every jockey weighs in. But if, and if a jockey came eighth, do they really care? If they weighed in heavy, you'd have some... Or light. No, well, eighth, if you, if you weigh in light and you run eighth, <laughs> you didn't get much of an advantage. But if you weigh in eighth and you were fancy, then you you weighed in heavy. I reckon there'd be problems there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah. But yeah, we're talking about a kilo yeah. light. Uh, what's the story? I, I didn't... Uh, someone mentioned... Uh, well, horse weighed out at the correct weight. Michael Walker weighed out at the correct weight. Um, saddle has gone to the horse, been put on. No gear has been left off, off but there was a weight discrepancy of one kilo yeah. when he weighed in. It's like a huge shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, he's, he is... He, but the fact is that he um, it's believed that there was a piece missing hasn't been totally confirmed but the, a lot of these saddles have, have lead in the saddle not necessarily a lead bag but they have lead placed in the flap of the saddle that's why they're designed now so now whether or not he's weighed out standing on the scale with a one kilo of lead in his hand and when he has put his saddle onto the rack to be collected he hasn't put the one kilo in um don't think anybody really knows but uh it certainly wasn't good for uh for backers of that horse because he was back to your well point fancy. as a punter like it's not uh, it depends Michael Walker might get um, punishment for it but trainer and owner get off a lot lighter than the punter does because they can run the next week and try and win prize money 
whereas the punter loses their money and it's gone. It, it, I do think that the punter gets, um, as, long, as long as there's not um, subterfuge going on, um, like so the punters, it's not a, it's not a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fix. fix that's the word I'm looking for um, <laughs> then the yeah like your regular Joe punters end up shafted and the and the owners yeah okay so it won but they can just go I yeah I don't know I just it's an odd it's an odd scenario hmm. yeah, I don't know like I mean I suppose I look at it from the owner and trainer side of it the trainers put the saddle on he hasn't left anything off there's been a mistake made, and it's clearly in the scales area. Um, you know, it just doesn't fall out on the way back to the horse. Like, you know, that doesn't happen. But, you know, the horse has won the race. It's probably cost the owner 15000 Yeah. Um, how many punters did it cost 15000 You say it costs... It's, but that's like me saying that day that Hot Seat ran second cost me two grand because... Me, it, no. it, it wasn't their money. They didn't spend fifteen grand. Mm-hmm. They missed out on receiving fifteen grand. It's a different thing. Whereas a punter might have had three grand on that horse, and they did actually lose three grand. That's three grand they they started with, and they don't have afterwards. Whereas the the owner, they didn't have the, the fifteen grand before they went to the races. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. I, don't get me wrong. If I was an owner, I'd be massively pissed. <laughs> Please don't get me wrong. I mean, the owner's probably, the owner's probably got like in the long term of it, like Richo's runner. He's got a got a lot of a lot of money outlaid on that horse already. Yeah, yeah. Look, I understand. <laughs> I get me bills every month. <laughs> rip away a return. Well, you know, I'm. I don't know. I'm probably on the side of the owner here. They'd be they'd be um, sucking on lemons at the moment. So, but then again, you haven't ripped it away because if the horse had had the right an extra kilo, it might not have won anyway. Uh, the way it won, it probably <laughs> yeah. would have won. Oh, okay. But yeah, but no, that, it, but uh, that says to me that yeah, it'll go and it'll win races again. It should do. It should do. Yeah. I mean, look, we know that you know silly things happen, but. Um, you would hope that it would go out next start and and win just the same way again. Won very impressively, that's for sure. So, um, what else? There was something I was thinking about. Was uh, did we see? Um, Craig Williams. Do you think Craig Williams would have ever been to Horsham before? Probably when he was younger, but... Just passing through? No, I think he would have gone there to ride when he was younger, but it'd be a long time. He uh, (laughs) ventured ventured up the road uh, from his little dwelling down in in Melbourne town to to ride Surprise Baby in a a track gallop... uh, Yesterday morning, uh, knocked the frost off the grass and uh, had a little feel before riding this Saturday in the fans. So, he would have uh, taken it. Would have taken I a shot, f- wouldn't he? 
No, no, he drove. He drove. Well, I have it from a reliable source that he um, he didn't overexert himself. Uh, he rode two horses for the morning out of the forty that were taken in. Um, but uh, he was very complimentary about everybody and uh, and gave everybody a good rap. That's what he does every time. Flashes his teeth. Always gives his dentist a bit of a plug. Well, well if you'd seen his teeth before, you'd know <laughs> he's why. He's a top bloke. I like Craig. Don't get me wrong. He's a good fellow, Craig. Through in the winner for us, Russ. He's um, he's a he's a really he's a really good fellow. I've I've got a lot of time for him. So uh, you uh, good wouldn't get a more professional person than Craig no, Williams. That's right. That's for sure. Um, it was interesting. He um, him winning the the Mamsy on the weekend. And I'm sit- I couldn't help but sit there and think, but I bet you Damien Oliver gets the three votes in the Scopey Breezley because how the hell can you win the, <laughs> the Jockeys Premiership? We can never catch Ollie, <laughs> but somehow he wins the Scopey Breezley every year. <laughs> yep. Those bloody Western Australian <laughs> rabbits. Oh, you want to bring up the bloody the throwdown? <laughs> no, we have enough time for that. Team Yendel is miles behind. Uh, they are, but they'll make a comeback. So. I'd like it to be interesting. We're just just going to get him on a good donkey. <laughs> Won't be this weekend. <laughs> but uh, the, the the boys got a nice little. Uh, they got a nice little uh, video message from uh, from the great man Dy. Well, we did. We loved it. Yeah, we want him on the show. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get him on the show. We'll get him on the show. I I will promise that. Um, I've just got to wait till he's in the right frame of mind and he's not riding donkeys, and then we'll be all right. <laughs> when he's got a live chance. Because if we, because <laughs> if he's riding donkeys, it's just going to be f bombs galore. So it's, I still uh, don't see the problem. Yeah, we want him. I thought you said he was rubbed <laughs> out this weekend. No, that was last week. He rode last week. And the week before that, he was rubbing it. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> All right, so give me the numbers. Where are we at in the showdown at the moment? Well, by my reckoning, it was 3-0 on the weekend. 3-0 on the weekend. And you said there's one coming it's a, up? It's a there's a couple on the weekend. So by with that three... <clears throat> Does that not take it to 5-0 in Pikey's favour, Ash? Oh, so it was 3 just this weekend, because, yeah, he was 2-0 yeah, up. Weekend. So he's added well, that, and, that inclu- and that includes... Three. That, that includes Mrs. Po- oh, Yendall, because that, you wanted to include that, Ash. Ash threw it no. in, so we we got to take it. Yeah, yeah, look, we'll just... We'll roll with it, because it's... um, It's good entertainment for our listeners. Um, There's a... There's a good one on the weekend. There's a chance for Yendel on the weekend. Oh, okay. Huge chance. Huge chance. Yendel's, Yendel's riding Skelm for uh, Terry Kelly. Yep. Uh, uh, and and Pikey's on a horse for Simon Wilde called Vin de Dance that's come over from New Zealand and is horribly out of form <laughs> I'm not sure if um, if Simon Wilde's been able to work some magic on it I don't know but um, I think there's a chance that Yendall might be able to pull one back there 
The other one is the fifth, the Strathmore Community Bendigo Bank Stakes, which is a weird race name for a listed race. Um, showmanship versus Heptagon. Well, it's a bit short for Heptagon, let's be honest. Like, showmanship would probably have to fall over not to uh, get past Heptagon in that race. Yeah, probably. Let's be fair. I mean, let's be fair. But look, Yendel will give it the grouse, so it's fine. Yeah, well, he's been in it. He's competed in a Wangoon over 1,200. Yeah, competed in one of different things. Oh, he's only less than a length and a half behind uh, Order of Command. I don't think that's horrible. Of course you might want to watch his Mandela effect. Well, that's right. But but we're only talking about the throwdown, so I'm only like it doesn't matter where they finish; they could finish second, last, and last. It just depends it. on the, as long as, the order as long they as you're run. in front. You can be a That's nose right. in front, uh, eighth of, of nine. You, you yeah, we're not trying to pick the winner. No. <laughs> we're, just, no. we're only focused on two people. That's it. And I'm sure Sportsbet can draw a market for us. I'm sure. They can. <laughs> I did I notice know. they've um, shifted. They've they've got the Sky Racing now, so. The crown bet shutdown must be imminent. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the easy, the bet easy. It used to be crown bet. These, these things change yeah. names too often, don't they? That's right. It's weird they um they updated the app. They must have taken things out cause... just to say see you later. <laughs> well, yeah, why would they update the damn app when in two days it's going to be gone? I don't know. Well, it's probably yeah. they probably slipped in the update that will turn it off. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. I, that's, uh, just you, said, you watch. Over. I'll find some way to stuff it up. Uh, on... <laughs> You'll be on to tech support on a Saturday morning. So I'm trying to get my multi on, and I can't log into my Sportsbet account. And I'll be like, I've tried the three finger swipe. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've even tried four fingers. It's still not working. <laughs> tech support person. Control log delete. Like, come on, help me out here. Let's... I've told them I'm from oh. Australia. Should I say I'm from Barbados? I don't know. <laughs> How do I get this to work? All jokes, aside, all jokes aside, like we do like to talk about horses coming up in the weekend. Interesting engagement. Go, we're, not we there there. we're not there yet. We're yeah, not there yet. We will get. We'll get there. Keep your pants you're, you're a little bit ahead. Are we going to talk about the road to the racehorse, or since that beautiful call of uh, Richo's runner just coming in with the victory, is there any more to talk about? Well, unless we have another one hidden in the background somewhere. But, uh, look, I don't believe we do. But Richo's runner. Richo, we're doing Richo's runner, obviously. We certainly are. Thanks to, what was that thanks to? In, in the stable? Uh, in the stable uh, for all your casual uh, stable wear. What happens in the stable stays in the stable. All right, let's go. So... Richo's runner this weekend. He heads off to Mooney Valley. Mooney Valley, he's stepping up. Is Saturday. Pikey riding him? Uh, <laughs> well, you can have whoever you want on him, Richo. Um, I don't train, so I don't care. Really? Uh, I, I'm just a, an observer. But uh, there's a nice little race for him this weekend. There's a three-year-old handicap over 1,500 metres this weekend. And... Uh, Rightly named for the podcast, it's the Drum and Golf Handicap. Oh, beautiful. 
So Richo's run is going to launch at the Valley 1500 uh, for the first time. He uh, he looks like the distance is uh, is right up his alley. He, he got home strong the other day. Uh, says that as the caller said, he was uh, coming like a freight train, and duly saluted. So I think the, the extra distance is going to going to really help Richo's runner. He's uh, He's looking, uh, looking like extending out and extending his uh, his portfolio. So that's where he'll head. Um, not much else to report from my end, Richo's runner. Uh, the uh, the owner email, Richo. Anything in there we need to know about? No, no. My fees have gone up, um, which is, which is great. But uh, other than that. Not a lot. They're, they're, they're happy with how it's going. They're trying to offer me another horse. Uh, I've said no. I'm, 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 you know, I brought Richo's runner to the stable. I don't want to buy another horse. I, I might start breeding one, actually, since you're dropping yeah. foals like it's going out of fashion. Um, no. But uh, no, nothing from the stable. So does this mean that we're going to get a, a call next week of, uh, of this 1500, the Drummond's? Uh, it's a big field. It's a big field. Um, let's hope there's fucking scratchings, but uh, yeah, look, look. <laughs> I can't see why not. So, um, uh, well, look, we might, oh, geez, I'd love to get on to the boys that called uh, that called Chautauqua the other day and see if they could rattle something out. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, That'd be beautiful, nearly, good, nearly as good as a Sam Newman tweet. That one. Oh. <laughs> God. What are we looking forward to? You jumped to the gun, Ash. You must be looking forward to something this weekend. Well, it's some good racing, isn't it? Yes. I'm just looking at the Valley card and, you know, there's some good racing. And I tell you what I'm really looking forward to, and Rusty would know exactly what I am looking forward to this weekend. Let's hope Rusty knows, because oh, you obviously don't. Bella Vella is what he's talking about. Give the man a gold star. He can't hit the mouldy, but he can read form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. Look, yeah. Bella Vella first up this weekend. Uh, she's in the Group 2 McEwen Stakes. Uh, Nothing Charles... like self-interest to get you excited about something, is there, <laughs> Well, that and the Tigers kicked another goal, so... Uh, <laughs> Boys, I'm up and about. We're up to 41 points there, so we're uh, going along nicely. Look, Bella Vella tried really nicely last weekend, uh, put her rivals to sleep. She's $5.50. Um, don't be surprised if we see Bella Vella in one of my... In the multi. Right. <laughs> in the multi, because, look... I'm right behind this horse. Um, yes, I have a vested interest, but if she comes out and has a big spring, um, it's party central at Ashford Ridge, that's for sure. <laughs> you get out of this lockdown, boys, and we will be partying. You've got to explain now. You can't just... Okay, look, for those that have been listening to the podcast, they know exactly what I'm talking about. So I... Um, I was fortunate enough to buy the half-brother to Bella Vella by shooting to win. So on two fronts, things have been going well. Um, 
we saw that nice horse win uh, at the Valley two weeks ago, which names escapes me, Russell. It's called... Starts with L. No, tra- T, Traver, Traver it is. Tallur. <laughs> I think you were trying to think of Trevor and Tallur. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I'm having a Billy Brownless moment, so... <laughs> It won exceptionally well. Mystery shot's been going great. Um, there's been extra time could have got up. Extra time. Well, we'll talk about him in a minute. But um, Bellavella, we're right in her corner. She is uh, on her way to uh, a Group One here in Victoria. Um, Manicato Moya. The Moya. Yeah. Moya. Uh, and trying to get a slot in the Everest. So look. Sky's the limit. Uh, we hope she wins every race she goes in because every time she does, I just add a zero to that horse's price tag. Uh, it's all awesome. about the zero. So, uh, yeah, party central, without a doubt. We'll uh, we'll get Brian and Jews to break out the barbecue and we'll... <laughs> Bella we'll Vella. Ha- Bella Vella. So get on board, Bella Vella. And I tell you, there's another horse in that race which I'm really interested to watch. Now... Horses rulership. Now, if anyone watched it, it's backing up. We watched its run last week at Caulfield. Richo was big on rulership last week. I thought it went really was... well. Um, you don't probably often see the Snowden team back a runner-up. Uh, so they've backed up and 52 kgs in this race with the one and the only D. Yendel aboard. Oh. Yeah, it's a pity. We, it, yeah, pity Pikey didn't have a ride in that because he'd have a fair chance. Well, the fact is, Pikey couldn't get a ride in that. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. he needed in that race. Oh God, help me! Um, Dino, we're we're in your corner there. Look, you can run second to Bellavella, That's fine. <laughs> but at nine dollars and two dollars sixty, nice little each way bet there that uh, on on rulership. Yeah, I think you'll I see that be- in my breaking rights this week. I can't believe Hansi Addicts come up favourite in that race. How? Wow, it's probably going to get willowed, I think, that one, isn't it? Well, that's that's the thing you're trying to avoid, is getting a bloody peach from him. But it's it's a big step up. That's That was... When I looked at that field... So Bella Vella, Bonds away, jump out at you because they've done it. And Bonds away is probably... <coughs> Bonds away is of... I think Bonds away is probably... Is Bonds away as good as Bonds away was? That's, that's no, no, that's got. what I mean. He's, he's past his yeah. prime or whatever. And there's some good young horses like Brooklyn Hustle, Hanseatic, Rulership. They're all good horses. But, yeah. but it just... I, I can't... <laughs> I I will be betting big on Balavella in that race. Yep. So I'd say if Dolphin gets out of bed and listens to the podcast, he'll probably steal that as he's uh, one of his tips. No. Oh, well, um, I, I thought you were going to put it in as one of yours, so I I wasn't thinking about that. I was just I decided yet because I, look, I'm a bit in Richo's corner there. I do like rulership, so maybe we've just got to. Um, Maybe we'll leave it out of the multi, and we just we we'll just bang them in the both in the bragging rights. We'll go head to head in the bragging rights. 
head-to-head. Um, I'm in Balavella's corner, so um, I think as soon as we're uh, we're done here, I might might bang that straight in the spreadsheet as long as somebody's updated it. Just four finger swipe that one, mate. You'll be fine. How about oh. you, Rusty? What are you looking at uh, other than uh, that's Luton McEwen? Yeah, so a horse I really like, uh, Nature Strip. He's returning in Sydney uh, in the Group 3 Concord. Uh, I'm not sure he's the best first up, so I'm, I actually think that Gitra uh, might have his measure. So I'll, I'll be leaning that way. He's a very short... And I think it's a two-horse race. I don't think there's anything else. Um, and up there, the tramway looks an absolute cracker of a race with Dreamforce, Colding, and Colette, who are all proven uh, horses at that level. Um, but there's also some progressive types with Reloaded, Opacity, and Vanagirl uh, in it as well. So I won't be betting in that race because I reckon there's too many chances um surprise baby and harbour in the fian which will be a good race uh looking forward to that and we've touched on the McEwen, so that's it uh but yeah looking forward to the weekend because it's crack um, missing it <clears throat> what about uh what about kilmore saturday rusty oh, well <laughs> well hopefully hot seat gets a run and gets a win that'd be Absolutely sensational. Um, nice, that'd be nice. Hot seat might be one of my bragging rights tips. <laughs> I tell you what, you could you couldn't do any worse at the moment. I couldn't. Well, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I couldn't. Like, the worst thing about it is chassis was whatever price I had in the spreadsheet. That was the best run I had for the weekend. It was the longest price horse, and it was the best run. I actually wasn't unhappy with it, but the rest of them just sucked. Anyway, um, yeah, I've moving got to say, on. with your form, Rusty, obviously I don't know much about racing, so um, rather than trying to do the form, I was just going to wait until you'd put your tips in and just find other horses in those races. Because um, is... <laughs> I've eliminated some. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You've, you've taken yeah. a few out of the field for me. <laughs> yep, yep. That's uh, fair, fair boy, that, Richard. I, I'm not going to argue. That's <laughs> how um, good I'm going. Look, I'm sure you'll bounce back this week. Mate, when Trev's in your corner, you can't not bounce back. Well, I've got that sated but I, I, I yeah, I'm full of full of confidence now. I can with Trev's We've back got your can... we've got your off pike. You know, we're off the two dollar sixty pops. It's a formula it's... for success. I was looking through the form and I um I looked at Belmont and it's not Belmont, it's Belmont Junction. Jesus, uh... where's that? No idea, actually. <laughs> I have no idea, but the races are only worth nine grand, and that. Uh, yeah, that, is, yeah, I might might give it a, a miss. Is that is that where you turn onto the Nullarbor? Or I, I tell you, what, I tell you who um, and a jockey that we Michelle Heckley's going on all right over there. She's training as well. Is she up the top end of WA somewhere, or is she actually down in Perth? Uh, I think she's south of Perth, Perth, isn't she? Is she down like Bunbury Way? Oh, I don't, I don't know exactly. 
Uh, Michelle Hagley rode hot seat. Yeah, on debut. Yep, and at the Valley. Yeah, well, that's so, right. I'll tell you what, Belmont Junction sounds like my kind of venue. I might have to uh, have a good study of the form there. I do like to go a little bit wide on a weekend, so. Go for your life, Joe. Petticoat Junction. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I noticed there's no tips in there. You, your last couple of weeks we've had some uh, some advice for our punters, but uh, after last week I think he gave us three and we were none for three from those. Yeah, it's bloody. He gave us some well, short, Ru short ones. Rubasaki sucked. Um, Chico Malagro was very unlucky. He got beat a nose. Um, probably left his run too late. And the other one, Adelong. Yeah. Yeah. Ran off its legs. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, and no, I am not. Giving out any tips, and yeah, so it's, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish I'd have stuck with Anders and Kisikano, but um, anyway. <laughs> no, that's all right. No, People can just follow our multi, and uh, as Ash said, we're, we're due. This is the week, so it's much better to win that rather than uh, follow a couple of other horse tips. That's sure. Um, horses to follow. Now, as you both could have seen in uh, the bragging rights. I have, uh, I've gone with extra time two runs in a row. And his run on Saturday over here in Melbourne was huge. Super. Yep. In fact, I went the early crow. I actually, <laughs> I just said, he's home. He's home. Not uncommon for you to go the early crow, <laughs> or just okay. crow Pat yourself on the back. And... <laughs> but uh, look, all jokes aside, um, when you're sitting here with the bragging rights champion, had he got up, what would have the spreadsheet look like? Oh, mate, yeah, very lucrative. Could have, should have, would have. Let's move on. But let's talk about the horse. The horse went absolutely super, sat three wide, kicked on the turn, and did all the work and got ran over, but he is going to win a really nice race in the Melbourne Spring. Yep. May not be a group one, but he's going to win a really nice race, and he's by shooting to win, so we're in his corner too. And you know what? The week he does win will be the week Dolphin steals him off you. <laughs> Oh, how good would that be? Wonderbar oh. style. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do have one for you on the weekend, and it's a shooting to win. Beautiful. It's shooting for gold again at Doombin on Saturday, race eight, $3.60. Lock it in the multi. Very keen on it. Lock it in the multi, Rusty. Let's do it now. We've got team support. Lock it in the multi. Hurry up before 40 or Dolphin grab it. Just get in there. No, no, no. I'm not putting my tips in until Saturday morning. I'm actually changing my whole approach to everything. I normally am the first in. I'm going to be the last in now. All right. If Go you wait till last... Basics. You might get $4 on that horse if you wait till last. Yeah, it's 380 into 360 already but um, uh, maybe 
When they listen to the podcast, anything could happen. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Rusty's tipped it. We're, we're off. <laughs> Let's take something else. <laughs> Scratch it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not worth a I bad run, fellas. Let's go. I wouldn't blame him either. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no, you're, you're going to bounce back this week, Rusty. I can feel it. It is going to be a problem if you don't do your tips first because usually you go first and Ash goes second. So Ash is going to get in the spreadsheet. No one's going to have touched it. God knows what it's going to look like when it comes time for me to put my tips in. But we'll just have to work through that. I'll I'll clear it out. I mean, the good thing is, boy, the Tigers are going to win. Lynch has just taken a hanger and he's about to kick another goal. So, Has he got someone's eyes out or anything? Played clean tonight. Dusty's given a few kidney jabs behind play, but we're, we're all good. We're all good. That's all right. All right, well, I reckon that's about all we've got time for. Give us a follow on Twitter. At fourth, not first, we'll post this multi, this one that is going to get us there that Ash has pretty much promised us. We'll post the bragging rights about 11 a.m. Uh, on Saturday. Reply with your best couple for the day. Fellas, thank you very much for your time, as always. We've missed a segment. What segment have we missed? Anybody read Trev back? Oh, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll just save it for next week. Don't worry about Trev. On hold or not? <laughs> Mate, I, 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 I rang and uh, his voicemail said he was, uh, he was busy stacking shelves at Coles because he's had to get a second job because he's been betting on our multi too often. So, no, he'll be ready next week. We, we heard from Trev. Trev, it's all good. Uh, Tigers are in second place too, if anybody wants to know. No, no one cares. No one cares. But thank you very much, fellas. Been a pleasure talking to you both. Have a good evening. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Ash. Good luck, boys. We're going to need it.